This is 105.9 The Region, and you're listening to Discovery, the radio show for podcasters. Your content, unfiltered. This is Discovery. Hello, and welcome to Discovery, the radio show for podcasters. I'm Cal Steiger, your host. On this episode, we have three podcasts to share with you. First, we'll hear from 105.9 The Region's very own Phil McCabe and Mental Health Moments, where he discusses how the holiday season can impact your mental health. 1059 The Region's music director, Christina Lavecchia, follows up showcasing new music from local Canadian artists. We wrap up with episode 3 from the series I Am Love, hosted by Ross Hugate and presented by the I Am Love Foundation. Please enjoy Mental Health Moments. This is Mental Health Moments, the podcast dedicated to breaking down barriers and sharing your stories. Brought to you by 1059 The Region. Hey there, and welcome to another episode of Mental Health Moments, hosted by yours truly, Phil McCabe, and brought to you by 105.9 The Region. As always, before we get into the conversation today, I wanted to remind you folks out there in Radio Land that if you like Discovery, the radio show for podcasters, or Mental Health Moments, or New Music Podcast, or Millennial Balance, or even some of our amazing clients, you can find this show on all major podcast platforms. It's true if you're an Amazon person, an Audible person, a Google person, a Spotify person, Wherever you get your favorite podcasts, you can find Discovery, the radio show for podcasters. It's true. Check it out. Now, in case you still need to look at the calendar or you're in denial about it, the Christmas season is just around the corner. And today we are diving into some of the ways that I feel this can impact our mental health. At its core, Christmas and the surrounding season is an inherently positive thing, and there's no debate there. But what I'd like to discuss is the things that I feel might impact the folks around you, or yourself even for that matter. And I wanted to start with the pressures of gift exchanges. Thinking about it as a whole through through the lens of logic, or applying a lens of logic to it rather, the idea is to remind the people in your life that you care about them. And with that being said... I can't be the only person that feels the pressure to absolutely knock it out of the park every year. As I always do, I'll use myself as a case study to give examples of why I feel this way. My wife and her brother are the absolute royal family of gift getters. More often than not, they will pick out a a seemingly random, innocuous statement that you've made and turn it into an incredible gift. Uh, For example, my wife, as a wedding gift, bought me a very nice engraved compass because early on in our relationship, I referred to her as my compass because she was always kind of guiding me back to, to center, what have you. It's a statement I made months into our relationship, and we are now almost seven years into our relationship. So that's why I'm saying incredible gift getter. But that's where the pressure comes in. For me, anyway, it's a pressure from within. Maybe it's a pressure caused by feeling unworthy of whatever amazing gift they got me. And For those that don't feel this way, let me try and articulate for you. Imagine you're competing in a high jump competition, which, you know what, that's probably a labored metaphor, but bear with me. So you're in the high jump, and now imagine the person that you are competing with uh, sets the bar as high as they can possibly set it, and then they jump over it as if it was nothing. With gifts, that's how it feels to me anyway. It feels like if I don't clear that height also, I'm a failure. No, of course not. I think that we as a society tend to unintentionally on purpose compare ourselves to others. And when it comes to giving and receiving gifts, if we don't invoke that same level of emotion in response to 
giving a gift as we got in receiving, that maybe we've done something wrong. Or at the very least, we feel like we've done less than. Now, I want to circle back to a statement I made earlier. The idea of exchanging gifts is to celebrate one another and the bonds that you share. I struggle with that concept, and I struggle with the idea of accepting that what matters is the act of giving, not the gift itself. Not hitting a similar monetary value, not hitting a similar emotional value. What you're, what you're trying to do is that you're trying to show the person in your life that you care about them, that you appreciate the role that they have in your life. Like we said out of the gate, the season is supposed to be a joyous one, and further to that point, we should be spreading the holiday spirit and embracing one another as we ring in the end of another year. But as we do, I would like to remind you that for some of us, Christmas is hard. If you're a regular listener to this podcast, you heard my guest Aaron Davis speak about the challenge that comes from having lost her daughter, and every year wishing that she was there sharing in the warmth and pageantry that is opening gifts as a family, celebrating as a family, enjoying Christmas as a family. Now, I never thought I would be able to tie mental health, this podcast, Christmas, and the rapper Eminem together, but here we are with a line from one of his songs, uh, the song is Mockingbird, that references how challenging Christmas can be. It's funny, I remember back one year when daddy had no money, mommy wrapped the Christmas presents up and stuck them under the tree and said some of them were from me, cause daddy couldn't buy them, I'll never forget that Christmas, I sat up the whole night crying, cause daddy felt like a bum, see daddy had a job. To me, both of those examples lay out that there is certainly an argument to be made that holidays can be harder on some people than it is on others. And I guess my point in, well, pointing this out is that What's easy and full of joy for some may be hard for others. Now, I know what you're thinking. Way to bring the mood down, Phil. And I know, I'm sorry, but it's true. With this in mind, I think we can lighten the load that maybe this year the gift we give those struggling is our support. And in the case of young Eminem, although he was struggling with money, it might have hurt him more if someone had gone out and bought gifts for his daughter on his behalf. So I think in that case, maybe the right thing to do is broaden our definition of giving and go beyond the idea of a literal gift. And you know what? If that doesn't work, maybe we take a page out of every Hallmark Christmas movie and just spread joy and cheer wherever possible with no expectations of uh, getting that coming back to us. The next point that I want to make probably makes me sound like a Scrooge or Grinch before his heart grew a couple sizes, but I hate Christmas music anytime before, let's say, December 23rd. It's hard to pin down why, but I think it comes from the fact that it starts so early nowadays. By the time Christmas Day actually arrives, I've heard literally every version of Let It Snow, All I Want for Christmas, and all of the other 56,000 classics that exist in the Christmas music world. But another reason is that if we celebrate Christmas for months, if we celebrate the holiday for months, what makes the individual days so special? Okay, now that I've been sufficiently a stick in the mud, or snow in this case to be more topical, I'll get to my point. As we're taking in the revelry this year, just bear in mind that others might not be into the holiday season like you are. 
There are some that love the holidays so much that they're decorated November 1st, watching cliche movies where the girl from the big city moves to the small town and falls for the guy just before New Year's. And that's, to be perfectly clear, I have zero objection to that. If you like those things, who am I to tell you otherwise? But I guess my point with this part of the podcast is the flip side of that is equally true and is equally okay. There are some out there who simply dislike the holidays, and that's okay too. So I encourage all of you who love Christmas to try and respect the fact that there are some who just don't. Well, now that I've offered some bah humbugs and scoffed at the who's down in Whoville, I want to talk about the flip side of the points I've just made. In regards to feeling pressured to give certain level of gifts and reach a certain monetary value, whatever it is that's making you feel pressured about gift giving, I would like to point to the fact that you're feeling that way because the person you're buying for is someone that you have a relationship with, that you're close enough to them to feel the need to get them something as expensive or more importantly, something as moving a gift as the one they gave you. That by itself is awesome. And if you can remind yourself of that point that the point is to give and not check boxes, not hit a certain monetary value, whatever it is, then that's still a good thing. Also, when you're going through the holidays with those who struggle to enjoy it, who who have a harder time with the, with the holidays themselves, I think that the positive spin that we can find here is this is creating an opportunity for you to spread the holiday spirit. Aside from gift exchanges, there is a ton for us to revel in. Here in Canada, it's cold, it's snowy, Sometimes it's even icy, but as we sit with our loved ones, for some literally around a fire, there is a literal and metaphorical warmth that comes from what we are doing. And if you know that someone is struggling, perhaps this is a chance to share that warmth with them, either literally or metaphorically. You can be there for them. You can share that warmth. Now, you're probably asking yourself, based on your third point there, Phil, what are the positives of being a Grinch? Well, hear me out. If someone is doing their best Scrooge McDuck impersonation, there is a real chance for you to make their day. And by that, I mean, if you're respecting their boundaries and that they don't like the holidays, and you're still spreading joy, and let's say giving them a box of chocolates with a nice smile or anything like that, you could literally change their attitude, you could change their day, and that's a positive thing. There's nothing wrong with spreading joy and happiness, that's for sure. Now, to all of our American friends, happy Thanksgiving, and to the rest of you, happy holidays, Merry Christmas, and I will talk to you in the new year. Bye. If you or someone you love is struggling with mental health concerns, contact a local agency near you. This has been Mental Health Moments, brought to you by 105.9 The Region. While keeping the holiday theme, we have the new music podcast, next on Discovery. You're listening to New Music on the Region. I'm your host, Christina Lavecchia, Music Director at 105.9 The Region. Welcome to a special holiday edition of New Music on the Region podcast. Today, Christmas is exactly one month away, and over the past month, a lot of brand new holiday songs have been released by various Canadian artists, including Julianne Hobby, who is from London, Ontario. Julianne released an original song called Snowfall. 
Here's your first listen on 105.9 3Gen. I've been saving up my cinnamon all year You've been on the west coast, now I need you here Wanna give a bono long distance calling The second I see a snowflake falling I got missing you keeping me up late at night And I wanna wake up to a world The Region, York Region's only local radio station. Listen live on any smart speaker for the stories that matter to you and music from the 80s, 90s, and now. The music is great. At home, in the car, or on any device. 105.9 The Region. You're listening to new music on The Region Podcast. Earlier this month, Juno Award winners Walk Off the Earth dropped their brand new holiday album, A Christmas Album, as well as their rendition of a classic. With its release, the band says the choice to reimagine Wonderful Christmas Time was a natural one for us. It's a holiday anthem that has brought joy to countless hearts, and we couldn't resist infusing it with our unique musical spirit. Drawing inspiration from the timeless melodies of Paul McCartney, we've added our own unique twist, and we hope our rendition will become a cherished part of your festive celebrations. Here's your first listen on 105.9 3Gen. New music. New music on 105.9 The Region. Hello, Toronto. Johnny here from Walk Off the Earth, wishing you a wonderful Christmas time. Da, 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 da. Da, 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 da. Da, 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 da. 
Listening to new music on the Region Podcast. Throughout the month of December, a few special musical guests will be dropping by the afternoon show to help celebrate the holiday season. Be sure to stay tuned at 105.9 FM and our social media pages at 1059 The Region on X and the 905 Region on Instagram for more information. Another local talent, Maddie Leon, who is a singer and songwriter from Hamilton, Ontario, released a holiday song called Christmas Isn't Christmas Without You. It's about trying to get home to someone you love on Christmas. The release comes on the heels of a summer of highlights for Maddie, including opening for Canadian rock legends 5440. Here's your first listen to Christmas Isn't Christmas Without You by Maddie Leon. You're listening to new music on The Region Podcast. Happy Holidays from 105.9 The Region.
Our final podcast we featured today is episode three of I Am Love with Ross Hugay. We invite you to open your hearts and minds as we embrace the power of love, compassion, and self-discovery. Prepare to be inspired, uplifted, and guided towards a higher understanding of ourselves and the world we inhabit. Welcome to I Am Love. Many people are empathetic which means that they focus on others outside of themselves first. And we sometimes call them people pleasers. And ultimately what happens is we are very good at pleasing others and forget ourselves. It's a great quality that you're compassionate and caring for those around you, but it's important, just like in the story reveals, that it's important to water your own, uh, your own garden and it's important to nurture that. That's love coach Paula Howell on how Lily discovers that self-love was like tending to the roots of her being, allowing her to bloom and grow. The Language of Flowers In a small town nestled among lush gardens, there lived a young woman named Lily. She had always felt a deep connection to flowers and believed they held a secret language that expressed emotions words couldn't capture. Lily spent her days tending to her garden, nurturing an array of vibrant blossoms. She noticed that each flower possessed a unique beauty and carried a distinct message. Inspired by this, she decided to unravel the language of flowers. She began studying ancient texts and talking to experienced gardeners to learn more about the symbolism behind each flower. Lily discovered that red roses represented love, sunflowers symbolized joy, and lavender signified serenity. Armed with this newfound knowledge, Lily set out to create her own flower language. She carefully arranged bouquets for special occasions, ensuring that each flower conveyed a specific sentiment. People soon flocked to her garden, seeking flowers that would express their deepest emotions. One day, Lily encountered a woman named Rose who appeared visibly distressed. Rose explained that she had hurt her best friend's feelings and was desperate to make amends. Lily listened intently and then selected a combination of yellow tulips for forgiveness white daisies for innocence, and pink carnations for friendship. She handed the bouquet to Rose, explaining the meaning behind each flower. As days passed, more people sought Lily's expertise in creating personalized flower arrangements. Lily's garden became a sanctuary where individuals could find solace and express their emotions without uttering a single word. But as time went on, Lily realized that while she had mastered the language of flowers for others, she struggled to understand her own emotions She found it challenging to express her own desires and needs, often putting others before herself. One evening, Lily sat in her garden, reflecting upon her journey. 
She realized that just as flowers needed nurturing and care, so did she. Lily resolved to learn the language of self-love and acceptance. From that moment forward, she began dedicating time to herself, tending to her own needs as diligently as she cared for her garden. Lily discovered that self-love was like watering the roots of her being, allowing her to bloom and grow. As Lily embraced self-love, her garden flourished even more. The flowers seemed to respond to her newfound contentment, blossoming in vibrant hues and radiating an enchanting energy. Word of Lily's garden and her unique understanding of the language of flowers spread far and wide. People from distant lands came to seek her wisdom, not only for the language of flowers, but also for the language of self-love and acceptance. And so, Lily's garden became a sanctuary, not only for the language of flowers, but also for the language of the heart. She had learned that just as flowers spoke a silent language, so did the human soul, and the most profound conversations could be held through acts of self-love. Lily's emphasis on her wild garden that encompassed so many different flowers, all unique and holding many different traits. Every single person, uh, Ross, that I work with in my coaching practice embodies so many different traits and highlights and ultimately a beauty within. It's so exciting when you're able to actually see somebody shift and transition and change and really own their petals, so to speak. And, um, and when I know as a legacy that many people will then plant their seeds of empowerment, their seeds of beauty within other people, which is our whole world and our whole community, it, it really, really warms me to know that there will be a garden, a wild garden of continuous beauty. That's love coach Paula Howell. In the next episode, hear how Alex and Veronica discovered that love was not a fixed destination, but an ever-evolving journey filled with lessons, growth, and self-discovery. We hope you enjoyed I Am Love, our gift to you from the I Am Love Foundation. Feel more love and less stress every day with the free I Am Love meditations at IamLoveFoundation.com and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. I am Ross Uge, the founder of the I Am Love Foundation. Please visit us at www.IamLoveFoundation.com. That's a wrap for our show today. If you missed this episode or any others, see our full library at 1059theregion.com under the podcast tab. Click on Discovery. Till next week, I'm Cal Steiger. Discovery, the radio show for podcasters, exclusive to 1059 The Region. Expand your audience and extend your reach. Send us your podcast, info at 1059theregion.com.